My name is Catalina del Carmen, and I'm on a mission to put more cash in the hands of women of color. I'm a wife, mom, amiga, prima, and I happen to run a multiple six-figure coaching business. On this show, I share sales and marketing strategies that keep your business simple, your mindset focused, your bank account big, and your impact even bigger. So if you are on a mission to create generational change and you want to make a lot of money doing it, welcome to the Latinas Booked Out Podcast. What is up, y'all? Welcome back to Latinas Booked Out Podcast. Welcome to the show. I'm very excited about today's episode because I am talking to a very, very good friend of mine, but also someone that I admire so, so much. But before we get into that, I want to remind you that if you listen to this podcast, if you've gotten, if you've listened and you've gotten something from it, it would mean so, so much to me if you could share it on your Instagram stories, share it with the world. It would mean the world if you did that. This is how the show grows. And if it's giving you value, spread the freaking wealth. (laughs) All right. So I'm just going to get straight into it because I'm so excited to have this beautiful human on the show. So today I am talking with Janice Torres. She is a nationally acclaimed Latina money expert, educator, speaker, writer, and coach. She became an accidental entrepreneur after job loss that led her to create her successful Latin food blog, Delicious Delights. She also started a podcast couple months, I think it was a couple months before I started mine called Yo Quiero Dinero podcast that now has close to or almost by the time this is published actually has a million over a million downloads. And if it's if, if it's not yet is real damn close. So she's amazing. She is a person who really cares about her community. I know if you follow Yo Quiero Dinero podcast on Instagram, and you should, you will just feel her energy through her content on how much she cares about the community. And she's just so real. And she is someone who really saw something in me when I was at the beginning of my journey. She invited me to Yo Quiero Dinero podcast when I was starting my business and she is just something she's somebody who has just opened so many doors for me so I I have such deep love for her because she obviously sees something in me that I don't I mean I do a little bit but you know what I mean um I just love this woman she is incredibly badass una chingona una poderosa she is somebody who cares about all of us and wants Latinas to freaking win. So today I am talking with her about building a million dollar brand. So I already knew I wanted her on the podcast and I was thinking like, what do I really want her to share? 
And she has built such an incredible brand through Yo Quiero Dinero podcast. And that's not the beginning of her entrepreneurship journey. But I wanted to talk about this because she has made such an imprint in the Latina community online. And she's such an example of building a brand and not only building a brand that like represents Latina, represents wealth, represents money, represents entrepreneurship, right? Not only that, but she's kept it so grounded. So she... I would say more than anybody I know online, it feels like she is your friend. It feels like she like 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 she is your homegirl. You know what I mean? And I think in a world of amazing big brands out there, building a brand that also just feels very homey and feels very relatable is really hard. So I wanted to bring her on the show to really talk through that. Like, how is she building this brand? How does she conserve her energy? How does she churn out so much content? How does she think about her business? I asked her so many questions on how she's building this brand that has now brought in more than a million dollars. So she's fucking badass. And I'm so honored to call her my friend. You will love this episode. So I will see you on the other side. Janice, how are you? Welcome to Latinas Booked Out Podcast. (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be back with you, Kat. I am so, first of all, I'm so grateful that you're here because anyone who knows you knows you're a busy ass woman. (laughs) And I'm just really excited to have you on the show. One, because I want to pick your brain. I have had such a gift to watch you grow. You have always been just so, so kind to me and believed in me like way back when. And you've got to see me grow, but I've also got to see you grow so much. And I've got I've gotten to see Yo Quiero Dinero grow in such a huge way. So today's episode, I wanted to, like, why I wanted to bring you on the show is because, one, you have created a million-dollar brand that is Yo Quiero Dinero podcast, and you've done it while, like, like riling up authentic-ass, like, Latinas, people of color, queer folks like it's just such a beautiful beautiful mix of people it's my one of my favorite communities really is like being in community even when in your in your comments and shit you know what I mean (laughs) like you just have built such an amazing community and I wanted to get you on because I wanted to pick your brain about how that happened, like mm. really how that happened. So I have a mix of like mindset questions, but I also have a lot of like literal like strategy questions to understand just how this has been built because you just have one of those brands that are just so raw and real. Even as you've grown, you know what I mean? Like you're still so much yourself and I feel like anybody who watches your lives, anyone who is in your communities, who buy your 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 products, like 
everybody will say the same thing that you are just so real and we love you so much. So this is why I had you on the show. I want to talk business and I'm sure we're going to talk a lot about growth and everything in the middle, but let's start by you introducing yourself. Actually, I did a little introduction right before this, but why don't you give us a new introduction because (laughs) a big life change happened recently. So we need a new name. You know, this was, I think it's important to remind people that like the folks that you admire on the internet are also like humans going through whole ass things. And so as you've watched my journey, you know, it's been um, a public one for the most part, because I try to be super just transparent about the good, bad and the ugly that it is to Mm -hmm. build a business, be a first gen kid, you know, Mm -hmm. bucking the system, challenging the status quo. So Everybody, if you haven't already heard of me, my name is Janice Torres. I am the creator and host of Yo Quiero Dinero, a three-time award-winning personal finance podcast for Latinas and people of color. The inspiration for the podcast really came from a place of not finding folks who looked or sounded like me who were talking about money. Mm -hmm. You know, like many people in our communities, we don't learn about wealth building, entrepreneurship, investing. And I found myself in my early 30s kind of just feeling like, what is the point of all of this? I'm like living paycheck to paycheck. I did all the things I was supposed to do, go to college, get married, have the good job, have the pension. And just this idea of following this really straight, narrow trajectory of like retired 65 and like you know, just be grateful. Y quédate calladita. Don't make noise and don't ask for more money. Like that shit just never sat with me. And mm-hmm. so I found out about the financial independence movement. I got really inspired by what people were doing in that community, but I couldn't find people that looked like me who were also talking about this. Mm-hmm. And after becoming kind of the point of contact in my friend circle around how I was doing this, because I started sharing my journey with my friends and family. I kind of kept getting the same questions and eventually ended up starting the podcast to broadcast that conversation even more and to also connect with other people who could keep me motivated on my journey to financial independence. And I had no idea what it was going to turn into, but it's been the greatest blessing and um, just an incredible gift that I've been given to find this purpose. Yeah. It's really in it's really incredible watching you build this out. Like I'm still I, like I'm really excited what it turns into in like the next 3, 4, 5 years. Yeah. Um because it's I know it has your platform has such impact um on our community and it, I feel like it's such a not just a safe space to like talk money but like a safe space to like be yourself, you know, mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. to really just honor your and we're going to get into like I have a lot of content questions for yeah. you um so we'll get into that but uh, it's amazing what you've created okay so let's start with the first question I, I have for you tell us and you gave us a little bit but tell us a little bit more tell us what was your vision for Yo Quiero Dinero and how the the more important question is how has it evolved? Like, tell us about how Yo Quiero Dinero has evolved from like, oh, I'm going to start a podcast, you know, to now, which it's, I feel like it's this huge, I don't know, multimedia platform, (laughs) like this space. So tell us about that. You know, I wish I could tell you that I had like some really sexy business plan and like a five and 10 year trajectory that built out when I first, you know, downloaded a freaking uh, free editing software on my computer. Actually, no, I started on my phone. I literally downloaded anchor.fm on my phone and started talking to it. 
I did not have a plan. I've never had a plan for any of the side hustles that I've started. My ideas always come from a place of like curiosity of just like, ooh, what could this be? What could this turn into? And I think that has served me well because I don't put like concrete goals in place. So I I can never disappoint myself because if there's no goal that I'm trying to go after, it's like there's no failure in my book. And so, um, you know, I wish it was more tactical and strategic that I could explain like how I got here. But the truth is that I just knew this matters. Like if I feel like I need this, then I can't be the only person. And I didn't see anybody else doing it. And so for me, that was enough of a reason to show up and just, and try it. And the thing for me too, is like, I freaking love what I do. And I, the minute I recorded my first podcast episode and just put it out there into the world. I was like, I want to keep doing this. Yeah. And when you find those things that just really speak to you and are the thing that gets you excited in the morning and you're just like, I want to keep doing this. I feel like more often than not, those are great things that are, you know, you're creating, but you have to give yourself enough space and grace to actually like see it through. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and not get married to like this, this has to happen by X, Y, Z, or it's a failure. Yeah. 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 What, like, if you're human, which you are, I know there yeah. have been moments where you're like, why the fuck did I do this? Like, <laughs> I want to quit. <laughs> like, even in the midst, it's typically life stuff, okay? It's typically yeah. life stuff that is going to fuel that. What have you told yourself? Like, what, like, what is the story that you tell yourself that continue, that helps you continue putting in the work and also not just putting in the work, but like keep it like keep it that keeps you trying new things and like playing around with your with your platform. Like what keeps you doing that? Like what do you tell yourself yeah. to get you through the hard moments? And also what do you tell yourself to get you to like play around a little? Mm. That's a great question because if I think about, you know, the person who started this platform, I was so afraid of like being out there. And I think that's one of the reasons why I started a podcast because I'm like, nobody's ever going to see my face, you know, just they're just going to hear my voice and it's just be an, an anonymous person out here on these internet streets. And, you know, as the platform started to grow, I really started to have to confront a lot of the limiting beliefs and like imposter syndrome and just this fear of showing up in a different way when, you know, media companies start contacting me for interviews and like people start asking me to go on lives and stuff. I'm like, wait a minute, I didn't sign up to be doing TikToks and dancing <laughs> shit on the internet. This is not my ministry. You know, I'm like a recovering introvert. So in those moments, it was kind of like, well, am I going to let those fears be the reason why I stopped showing up? Or am I going to literally use this as the reason why now this is the time to address it? You know, and there's been so many different instances where I've just been challenged to get out of my comfort zone, whether that is doing Spanish language content or, you know, um, doing workshops and speaking engagements where when I was a kid, that shit would give me hives. Like the idea of being a public speaker was like my worst nightmare. And the fact that I get to do that now is, you know, part of my career. It's like, yo, full circle moment. Yeah. But I think it's just, um, you know, when you start doing scary shit, that muscle of exercising confidence, like just starts to grow and grow and grow. Mm -hmm. And as you become more confident in who you are in 
the fact that your voice matters, I think that gives you a level of permission to just start trying things and realizing that, you know, all this other scary shit that I did didn't kill me. So if I do something new, if I try something new mm-hmm. and it doesn't work out, I know I'm going to be okay because I've already done so many other things that have scared the shit out of me and, and I'm still all right. Yeah. 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 Was there a moment where you're like, this shit is getting bigger than I, <laughs> than I <laughs> anticipated? Yeah. I think it was honestly the first time that like somebody asked me to be on TV to like, you know, do an interview. Yeah. I was just like, um, this is weird y'all. Like, yeah. <laughs> Like the fact that I'm like here on, you know, NBC or, or CNN or something. And it's just like, they're calling me a Latina financial expert. And I'm like, I didn't go to school for this. I don't have a degree. Like, are you sure you want to make yeah. me that person, you know? And yeah. it's just a lot of like understanding that you don't necessarily understand the impact of what you're creating until you mm-hmm. feel that externally and you get that confirmation from other people. Mm-hmm. I think we tend to really diminish the power of our our words and our actions and the things that we can create. And it's not until other people are like, yo, what you're doing is pretty freaking cool. And I think more people should know about it. You know, you can start to realize like, okay, maybe this matters more than I think it does. Yeah, absolutely. What? So one thing that I've loved about you, and I think you love this about me, and I think this is why we get along. um, But one thing I just love about you is that you are so transparent and you really do share your life journey with us on like within your platform, through your content yeah. um, on your podcast. And it, I'm, I'm curious, like what convert, like what conversations, and this is all going back to mindset again, but like, like what one is, do you ever feel like, oh shit, should I <laughs> should I not do this? Should I not post this? Should I da-da-da-da-da? And if so, what gets you to the other side of it of like, no, this is my life, this is me, I'm gonna do it, blah, blah, blah. I yeah. think it you tell me what you think about this. I think it gets harder, right? Like the more eyes that are on you, the more you're just like, fuck, like I don't <laughs> want anybody to have their opinion or like whatever, but it's yeah. also so healing. So like, tell us about your journey of like staying, like, like staying transparent, but also, also keeping whatever privacy. Cause look y'all, she's transparent and you might think, you know, what's going on in her life, but you don't know what's going on in her life. Yeah. Like it's, it's still a story, but still you, you're just so authentic in sharing your story. Like Tell us like what, what do you have any like rules or, or thoughts or ways you like to think about it in terms of being transparent within your platform? Yeah. I mean, I think it's definitely, you know, not the easiest route to take, right? Because we know that social media for a very long time has just been all about the curated, perfect influencer that like, is just hashtag goals and, you know, never has a fucking sad day in their life. But I think for me, it's almost like, I feel like I treat social media almost like a journal of my life, like so that I can go back and watch and be like, girl, look at you, look at the growth, okay? Um, So in one way, I almost pretend like it is for me. But then at the same time, I know that so much of what I've been going through, you know, professionally and personally can serve as a lesson or some, you know, version of inspiration for people. And so I'm always kind of filtering it through the lens of like, is there a purpose for this content 
besides just likes and follows? Like, is there something to learn from this? Is there something that I can warn people about? Is there something that I can prevent somebody from experiencing because of my own personal journey through something difficult? Like, you know, for instance, I've been sharing the fact that I've been getting, uh, I got a divorce and, you know, the fact that I had a postnuptial agreement and how that protected me financially and like how mm-hmm. important it is for women to think about when they're building wealth you know, there's a huge implication when it comes to marriage and money. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of that content doesn't really exist for our community, especially people of color, right? It's very taboo to talk about. Even having a conversation, not resources, but like, even (laughs) that, that shit is taboo at like the kitchen table, right? on the the sofa, like not just online, like it's just taboo. Right. And so- it's always, I'm always trying to filter it through the lens of like, what is of value here that is worth sharing with my audience? And, you know, I don't, I also exercise boundaries with myself too, right? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm dating right now, girl. It ain't nobody going to be all in <laughs> my life with that shit, okay? We are not going to be that cool ever. Um, <sighs> you will not be seeing random men on my platform and shit like that, you know? So there's a line to draw when it comes to just sharing shit for the sense of like just being gratuitous and they're actually being like a purpose for stuff. And so I try to keep it, you know, what's the lesson I can share here? Yeah. And I think it's important. Like, I think if you're listening to this and you're like super inspired by, well, everybody's inspired by you, (laughs) Um, but like you're inspired by, by Janice's like authenticity and transparency. Like, I also want to, like, I think uh, what people don't really understand, or maybe they do understand, but what I really appreciate from you sharing your story, like, not just this story, like, all your story, like, you know, you bring us on the journey, is that, like, you, a big part of why you do it is because you're like, okay, I might have to feel awkward and weird and and whatever feelings, right? when I'm sharing my story, but my community is going to see this and like Mm. really putting your, your audience and your people first and being like, I'm willing to feel X, Y, Z. If it means that someone out there is going to, you know, going to feel more seen and less alone and all of that. And I just think it's so, so valuable and beautiful. And I think it's a reason, it's a big reason why your platform is not only so important to our community, but like has, has been so successful. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's not always easy, but you know, I think so much of what we both do is we try to increase representation of just like all the different facets of what life can look like as, as an entrepreneur or you as a mom, you know, who's Mm -hmm. building a business or, you know, me as a, as a, the oldest child who, you know, went to college and got two degrees and said, I don't want this shit. Like I want to do something else. You know, it's just like about giving people permission to just see what else is possible. And when we almost have a duty to represent, I think sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay, I want to get into some content questions because you are such a wonderful content creator and (laughs) you, like in so many ways, like literally I feel like any kind of content, like you've created it um, (laughs) under, like you just created so so much content. And I want to ask you, one is in terms of your strategy, right? Like in growing this brand, what, like, what are your top, let's say three, I don't know, strategies that you use in your 
business in your in, in your business as it pertains to your content and and by strategies i mean like just like what do you recommend like what do the people do if they want to build a brand like you in terms of content what does that look like and a couple questions actually if you want like to stir it up is like how do you come up with content how often like what's your approach in how often you cuz i feel like you're churning out content all the time like what gives you the mental space and capacity to yeah. even look into that <laughs> cuz i am like stressed sometimes i mean I, I you know i'll have my moments where i post a lot but i think also i'm coming down from like my year of pregnancy right so like yeah, my girl, life just saw some grace, a lot <laughs> um but like i'm curious what your approach is in terms yeah. of content like what are your top strategies so i do not typically schedule content i do not batch content which might be a shocker because like you did you mentioned i just that's I post crazy a lot of shit. Yeah, I really don't like unless there's a launch or something, and you know, I have my team kind of pull from the archives because we do a lot of repurposing at this point. I'm like, I don't always need to be reinventing the wheel, and I think as a content creator, like that's an important thing to realize because this algorithm will suck up your content, and there's nothing wrong with it. It just hasn't been seen in six months because you haven't posted it, you know, recently. So it's okay to bring stuff back, but I try to follow this kind of four pillared approach when it comes to content. And I've uh, created an, an acronym that uh, spells out the word time. So T-I-M-E. And essentially, I'm always filtering content ideas through one of these four lenses. The first is T, which is transformational content. So that is like either I'm sharing my journey in some way, you know, where I've had a, like a point A to point B transformation and talking about that or one of my clients, if I'm, you know, selling a program or something, I want to make sure that I'm kind of telling folks like, if you do this, this is what you get, right? Um, the second is information. So the I in time stands for information. And that pretty much is like you serving as, you know, the breaking news correspondent for whatever it is that you're niche or your topic of expertise is. So for instance, for me, you know, something relevant to share with my audience, because there's a lot of folks who are pursuing financial independence through stock investing is like, hey, uh, for 2023, the IRS has updated how much money you can put in a Roth IRA or a 401k. This is what you should know. Or if you're a business owner, hey, your quarterly taxes are due XYZ date. So just being a point of information so folks can really start to see you as a resource, I think is really important. Motivational content. That's the M in time. Motivational content is things like when I shared my trip to Paris with my mom, you know, how many of us don't have the, the I dream, loved that, you know, and I didn't really realize like how much that was going to resonate with people. But that was some of the like most blockbuster content of 2022 was just literally me sharing the fact that I took my mom on like an all expenses paid trip to Paris. And so many people reached out and were like, yo, that is fucking hashtag goals. Like I literally want to do the same thing for my mom. Um, thank you for like motivating me to, to make that happen, to do the things that I need to do with my money to make that a reality. Right. And then the E in time stands for entertaining, be entertaining. Like if you're funny, be funny. If you love to curse, curse. If you like to dance, dance. I think there's a lot of people who think that they have to somehow put their personality in the corporate palette palatability box, right? Like just being that corporate version of ourselves on social media and fuck that. Like this is your platform. This is your opportunity to literally let people know who you are, what makes you different. And um, yo, whatever it is that makes you interesting and entertaining, like follow that. So mm -hmm. I'm always trying to incorporate those four pillars, you know, in some way, shape or form. But I'm also like, 
I don't always need to be doing the most. If mm-hmm. I am just feeling hella introspective, I will spend a lot of time on Twitter just posting my thoughts yeah. and turning those into like little posts yeah. and sharing those on social media. And half of the time, those are the things that are like, they go viral mm-hmm. because it's just like, sometimes people just want to feel validated in their feelings and knowing what's going on in your head is sometimes enough for people to be like, oh, wow, I'm not fucking crazy. I thought about the exact same thing or I'm going yeah. through the exact same thing. And content really just doesn't have to be, you know, Hollywood production anymore. Mm-hmm. People just want to know who you are. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just be who you are and, and show up in a way that offers value not only to your audience, but to you. Because if you become the type of person that hates creating content, you know, th- this is going to suck for you. So you got to mm-hmm. find some process, some method that's going to work. Mm-hmm. So, so, so good. I love this and i'm sure you sh- do you share I, I assume you share this on one of your products or yeah like- absolutely it's a yeah. part of my um both of my courses okay amazing yeah. um and both of your co- wait side hustle and bloggers right yes mm-hmm. okay i i don't know the names i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> wait what are they remind the us the ultimate side hustle starter kit is for online entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs who want to launch a digital offer and then the uh jumpstart your blog bootcamp is for content creators who want to start blogs to then you know go out there and share their message with the world yeah okay this is a perfect actually segue actually two two directions i want to go but i'll start with this and this is me being real with y'all because you guys okay my audience knows I'm all about simple and like the way I do business is just like no one thing at a time and you have so many fucking income streams it stresses me the fuck out Janice so but it's also amazing right like don't like it just for me I'm like oh my god I can't keep up this is too I've much I've heard that from a lot of folks yeah. um but I want to know like how do you think think about your income streams, money, like when you're thinking about it, because obviously like, and y'all, you know, I do mindset work. Mindset work is so important to me. So I'm very curious of like, what is the story you tell yourself about it? Because the only difference between like me feeling, oh my God, that's so intimidating. That's like, uh, it's too much. My head can't (laughs) take it. The only difference is I'm just thinking about it differently, y'all. Like I could also just be like, oh no, this is actually simple too. Yeah. If I if I just thought like Janine. <laughs> so well, like tell us your like how what do you ever get overwhelmed by that that shit or no? I want to be honest and say no. And the reason why is because not all of my income streams are active. And I think mm-hmm. that's a really important part of this whole like multiple income stream conversation. Like you can't be out here like having 10 multiple, 10 income streams that all require your time. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's just dumb, first of all. <laughs> like if you need 10 different ways to make money that require your time, ma'am, you were just yeah, that's not doing it right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so my income streams are pretty much like 40% passive and mm-hmm. 60% active. And so I actually make enough passive income to not have to work actively. Yeah. So what that does, it gives me freedom to like pick and choose where I want to focus effort on when it does come to the active income streams, right? And that's your, that. tell me if I'm wrong, that's mainly your blog income, right? 
So it's blog income. It's affiliate marketing income that I make from both the blog and the podcast. Mm -hmm. And it also comes from the sponsorships that I get on my show. Because at this point, it's like once you release a podcast episode, that lives in perpetuity just like a blog post. And those things continuously get monetized. So I work with a podcast monetization company. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. What? Yeah, girl. I mean, I'm getting like four-figure checks every month for passive income from my podcast, from ads. That's crazy. I yeah. did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I yes. did not know that. Okay. So that does make it simpler. So what do you what what income streams do you focus on? Mm. Yeah, so I mean at this point I focus mainly on a couple different ones. I do Obviously, I'm a course creator, so I have digital courses that folks can sign up for. Mm-hmm. Um, those courses are – one is a self-paced course. So it's basically I launch it, I sell it, folks have access to it, and it doesn't require any additional lift on my part, which mm-hmm. I think is really important when we're talking about scaling a business. Like mm-hmm. you can't just continuously create shit that has – you having to do all this stuff, like right? every time, yeah. Right. So I knew I wanted to have at least one passive course, lower ticket offer, but something that I could just sell continuously. And so that's mm-hmm. my ultimate side hustle course. And then I have a hybrid program, which is the Jumpstart Your Blog Bootcamp, which is a combination of pre-recorded videos plus some group coaching. And it allows mm-hmm. me to have a more intimate experience with folks, but it is a higher ticket offer because it does require some of my time. You know, two mm-hmm. times a month I'm meeting with folks. One well, like... A decade. How long have you had your blog like from the beginning? Yeah, 10 years this year. Yeah. It's like a decade of experience. Yeah. So uh I'm I have that. Then I do brand partnerships here and there where I'm collaborating with a brand and creating social content or user-generated content. And um I do here and there, I'm kind of like, I ain't got time for this right now, but freelance writing for like outlets, media outlets and things like that. And uh, speaking engagements. So that's been a big thing that uh, not an income stream that I had anticipated having, because again, the idea of public speaking was something that was like mm-hmm. would strike terror in my heart. But, you know, now I am commanding five figure speaking fee. So yeah. if it feels aligned to me, like I- I'll do those things as well. How did you decide what was like what and maybe income stream? I don't know if that's like the right word, but like going back to like you're building a million dollar brand like I want to build like if someone's like I want to build something like yo quiero dinero they're they'll look at you and they'll be like but there's so many so many (laughs) streams or there's so many different things that she does or there's so many different things that yo quiero dinero does how would you recommend a person like find their journey on like okay what's next And this is also a personal question because (laughs) I'm in a place in my business where like, okay, I did it. I proved it to myself. I know how to make lots of money with one to two offers. And now I I have space, right? Like I have mental space and space in my business to like go different directions. And I'm Mm kind of like, okay, like what direction should I go? So if, if, if you were talking to me or someone in my shoes, like what would you say is like, how do you decide what is next for you? Yeah. 
Well, I think it's uh, first going to require you to just give yourself permission to experiment and not really get married to the idea that something has to be the thing, right? Like, go do a speaking engagement. If you fucking hate it, then be like, well, that's not going to be the thing for me, right? Maybe I'm going to write an ebook or maybe I'm going to start doing virtual workshops for, you know, ERGs or something. I think it's just a matter of really just trying the things that you are imagining might be the thing for you and Mm -hmm. see how it goes. Mm-hmm. And don't place too much, you know, weight on it. If you mm-hmm. enjoy it, you enjoy it. And if you don't, you don't. And I think there's going to be times where you want to focus on things that are going to expand your reach, mm-hmm. um, especially if you're like in the position that you are right now, Kat, I feel mm-hmm. like you <laughs> and I'm going to. No, know, be brutally honest. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> right now. Okay. You I, I will. Focusing I will on take media. it. You need to be focusing on media, on getting featured in more (laughs) newspapers, outlets, like, because that's honestly the key to growth, right? Like, as as much as social media has democratized access, Mm -hmm. there's still some gatekeepers when it comes to, like, really taking your brand to the next level. And I feel like Mm -hmm. mainstream media is definitely one of those places where you want to get to. Um, So pitching yourself to uh, in places like Harrow or helperreporterout.com, where you are literally just pitching journalists who are looking for sources for everything from technology, business, you know, whatever the hell the topic is that you talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, that's major because I feel like that was a really key part in not only my growth as a brand, but also mm-hmm. in the brand equity, like the value mm-hmm. and the trust, mm-hmm. um, you know, cause the coaching industry can be full of like a lot of. Yeah. Questionable. Yeah. 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 So you definitely want to kind of distinguish yourself by having those those professional endorsements that say, you know what, the shit that's going on over here is legit. I think that's mm-hmm. that's really important. Yeah, that's so, so, so good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How are we on time? Okay. Oh, we're good. I'm I'm good. Okay. Good, good, good. All right. I want to I want to go back into um con no content side hustles. And I want to ask you for folks who are now we're kind of going back to the beginning, but folks who are in the beginning of their journey, like they're in the very, very beginning of their journey. They're looking at you and seeing this brand, but they don't know what to do, right? Like they have like too many ideas. And this is actually good because let's just say this generally. Do you like, is there a time where Janice just has too many ideas? And yes. if so, what does, <laughs> what does she like, how does she decide on what to go into? And maybe you can answer that from like a newbie perspective and your own perspective now. Yeah. And like the, the, yeah. Like how, how do you filter all of the things that you desire to do? Yeah. Well, you know, I have a really big project in the works right now where I'm writing a book. Yes. So um, I definitely had to be proactive about making space for that and literally having the conversation like, bitch, we ain't doing nothing new. Okay. Like, relax. I cannot. (laughs) I I think about people who are writing books and I'm like, that feels. It's the worst. That seems like you are climbing Mount Everest or something. I fucking hate this for myself. I promise (laughs) you. It's not fun. (laughs) But, um, I, you know, I know it matters and I know like the final result and the impact is going to be amazing. But let me tell you, um, it is not for the faint of heart. Um, that being said, I've had to have a lot of discipline and like not continuously 
giving myself more work and and saying no to things and saying no to things that don't feel like a you know value added proposition at this point. So yeah. um, that's been one. Also, being okay with outsourcing and just not being the person to be doing the most is so critical, right? Like making space for that creativity. I find that when you are in burnout mode and you are just hustling and all in all the administrative bullshit that zaps your creative juices and you need to give yourself space. Um, but I do also understand the pressure of like, oh, I just want to do all the things because it feels like everybody's ahead of me. And, uh, you know, I think it's just going to require you to be realistic about what you can actually dedicate your time to and what are the things that are going to make you money. Okay. I know you talk about this a lot. Like, yes, we need to make money if we're going to be successful business owners, because uh, yeah. otherwise you just have an expensive fucking hobby. Okay. Uh, if you're not making any money. And so 100%. when I was first thinking about monetizing Yo Quiero Dinero, I said, well, I don't want to do no fucking speaking engagements because that sounds terrible. Um, but how can I do this in a way that I'm getting paid and not just relying on myself? And so I actually started with group events, live virtual group events, right? And we've worked together on on several of those. And that for me felt like a safe space where I could start to kind of come out of my shell and get in front of the camera and start teaching folks about my own expertise, but then also creating like this cocoon of safety of other people that we're working together, we're complementing each other's skill sets, and we're giving people access to like information without a ton of um like monetary investment required, right? Like I was charging, I don't know, 10, 20, 30 dollars for access to workshops when I first started. Yeah, I remember. You know, and it was just like it wasn't even about the money at that point. It was first to validate like do people actually give a shit about this? Like am I and what I saying matters. Yeah. Um and then the second thing was just to really get comfortable in owning that expert title in owning mm -hmm. that expertise, whatever it is that you want to show up for your people for. Mm -hmm. So I really like the idea of, you know, starting off with like virtual workshops, um, little like one-off events, like testing things out and even like one-on-one -on -one coaching, but not like a whole, you know, three month, six yeah, month. Yeah, it doesn't have package. to be so serious. No, you could like start offering one hour consults with people. That's exactly what I started mm -hmm. doing. And I just wanted to That's test the market. <laughs> You know, see, like, do people actually give a shit? Or, like, am I important enough for people to pay? Does what I have to say that valuable? And then once you start getting the confirmation that yes, then you can start thinking about what those next iterations of that offer are going to be. Yeah. My first event, I mean, like, the, the one of the first things I did before the podcast was an event yeah. in person. I did trainings at work. Like that's that was my job. I did learning. I was in learning development. Yeah. So I was like, I, I want to do something about personal development, and I did it. And I I went to PeerSpace.com and I looked up a place and I got my coworker, <laughs> who was our coordinator at work. I was like, Can you do help me with stuff? I love and that. she helped me, and I called it Follow That Fear, and that's what turned into a podcast. So 100, 100, 100 percent. Um, yeah, just like trying new shit. And like for the people listening, like that, that doesn't end. Like you will Girl. continue to try new shit, even when All you're making time. lots and lots and lots of money. Like that's the whole, like you're always going to be problem solving in your business or finding ways to, you know, whatever your goals are for that season in your business. Like you're yeah. always going to be looking to expand and grow and trial and error and all that shit. You know what I think too is worth mentioning there too. I think it's also important for us to be thinking 
thinking about the exit plan while we're building too. Because 100%. you might not want to be doing this shit forever. And if you're not mm-hmm. allocating some money strategically to like your FU, I'm done fund, like you're going to mm-hmm. be doing this shit forever too. And yeah. that might not be the vibe, you know? So yeah. I think it's important too to think about like, what's the end goal here? Do I want to do this for 10 years? Do I mm-hmm. want to do this for five? Do I want to do this for 20? You got to ask mm-hmm. yourself that and plan accordingly. Yeah. You know, what's so funny. I, I was talking to... Was I talking to Soledad? I think it was Soledad from Wealth Para Todos. Yeah. Um, we were we were talking about fire numbers, and I was like, I never understood fire numbers because I never want to retire. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> What's the hype? Yeah. <laughs> but like, and everyone's different, y'all. Like, my husband, like, he looks forward to retiring, and I'm like, but what are you gonna do? Like, sit on your ass? Like, everyone's gonna do something when they retire. And I just always want to work. But I definitely 100% don't want to do this, right? Like, forever and ever and ever. This is like, just my first business. There's gonna be lots of businesses. Um, So I think that's really, really good, good advice is like, you have to, and like building wealth, like, I don't talk about this enough. And I am planning to this year, just like opening the doors. Like, I talk a lot about simplifying business and keeping your business simple and doing like one thing at a time. But that was after I did a lot of test and learning, like Mm -hmm. that was after that. And I also want to mention that, like, your income stream, like income streams, I got plenty in in right. the household. You know what right. I mean? <laughs> like, like you should always be thinking about your like holistic wealth for your mm. entire life and what that looks like for your life, not just your business. Like the way I think about my business, it's just like one stream. Like that's just one stream that's bringing into, you know, that hopefully we'll get to a point where I, I don't, I mean, my plan is very, very big, <laughs> multi, multi, multi millions. Hell yeah. Um, but even then, I've thought, I've definitely thought about like, okay, what happens when I'm just ready to take on my next business, right? Like, yeah. and and what's that going to look like? And I've seen it done a lot of different ways. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I, there's a lot of different ways you can do it. Some people literally just monetize their their coaching program, like without yeah. them behind it and just their face and like blah, blah, blah. And I know one person, uh, what's her name? Brooke Castillo. I don't know if you've ever mm-hmm. from the Life Coach School. She just, yeah. she's like the creative director of the Life Coach School now. And she has a CEO and she, she has like a whole, people are running the whole biz and she just gets to show up and make some emails and do the fun part of the content and that's all done. So there's just so many ways to think about what's your exit plan. Uh, Or like when you think about it. (laughs) I bought my retirement home in Puerto Rico. So. All right. uh, Congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) That is my fucking exit plan. I'm like, you know, when I'm done with this shit, I'm moving and I'm going to go live off of my passive income. That's it. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. You're going to build something else though, because you're uh, going to get bored. Like God. you can't go from this. <laughs> you'll, you'll be like, you'll take like a whole month off. You'll no like, girl, okay. I'm going to take a several years off. I'm going to do a 2023 bad bunny. Uh, I don't believe it. I sabbatical. don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm telling myself. We'll see. <laughs> nah, we'll see. I mean, you definitely deserve it for all the value that you give. Thank you. All of us. <laughs> okay. Last question. What is your vision? 
for Yo Quiero Dinero podcast now. I know that changes and evolves, right? Yeah. But like right now, where do you see it in, I don't know. I don't know if I should say five or ten years. Yeah. I don't know if you should either. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what, no. what do you see for it in the next, I'll just say five to ten years. Like what do you see it evolving into? Yeah. Possibly. Well, I, th- I mean, I feel like the book is going to be like a major catalyst for the brand as far as just like cementing, you know, the the impact that we're having in this space because, you know, even my editor has been like, there's nobody else doing this. Like there's nobody else writing books like this for people like who you're writing it for, you know? And um, I really envision the show being like syndicated across, you know, like major media, like the, a radio show or like, you know, The Breakfast Club or Sirius XM, you know, like that's my vision. Uh, definitely media, like TV. Um, I don't know, you know, when I think about the fact that it's, I don't like the idea of like me being the face of this brand forever because I feel like it's just so much more than that. It's just like the potential is there for it to become so much more. But, um, you know, until we're in a space where the personal finance community is largely represented by the people that make up this country, um, I feel like the work has yet to be done, you know? So, so that's my mission is to just keep pushing the boundaries around what personal finance can look like and using the power of the internet to get that message out to as many people as possible. Yeah. And I think, I think, I mean, me being in your audience and just being, you know, like seeing you grow, I think it makes total sense that this does grow into like like the breakfast club type of thing. Yeah. Because I th- like I think whoever's in your sphere, whoever buys your products, whoever really engages with your content, like we feel a part of it. Like mm. it doesn't feel like like Janice is Janice just like show. eating away. <laughs> but it's not Janice world. Like that's not the energy that comes off of your platform like it's not like it's not like I mean yes you're an influencer but I'm just thinking like not it doesn't feel like an old school influencer where you're just mm. getting like a picture of your life and all the amazing things you do and da, da 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 it's like you're always looping back the overall community and like it's very clear like it's very very clear in your content that like it's for the people like it's very clear and and I think that's what differentiates you and your work from so many other people is like you're like it's for the people and it's 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 just really incredible to watch you build this and a lot that you say that because when I think about you know a singular word that you know what's my title like everybody like what do you do um and I feel like the word that always comes back to me is a connector like Mm -hmm. I feel like that's the whole point of why I started this podcast because I wanted to connect with people who were black and brown and queer and just not white cis hetero males who were mm-hmm. talking about money because it's like all right we got enough of that shit who else mm-hmm. is talking about this stuff and mm-hmm. that's that's the entire origin of the podcast it's it's to build connection and to create community and so the fact that you see that means a lot because it makes me feel like you know we're we're doing the right thing 
Yeah, you you are. It's so it's such a special place. So thank you. All right, y'all. We are coming to the end of the show. Um, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being such a leader for not just for me, um, <laughs> but for your platform for the community. Thank you for being so honest and raw. And I I don't say this in like like a small way but also just so like humble like so real and raw and like you're never too good for anyone while also balancing an immense amount of like self-confidence right like you're just it's just such a you you and what you've built is such a um balance of like fuck you I get to do whatever I want (laughs) And also, like, the hint they are coming with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I never want people to feel like that I've become unapproachable or that, you yeah. know, they're intimidated to come say hi. Like, I will take pictures with you. I will, you know, we will do selfies together. Like, I, I've had folks be like, you know, I, I saw you at this event and I was so intimidated. I didn't come up to you. And I'm just like, yo, like, let's never be those people yeah. that put folks on a pedestal. Because at the end of the day, we are all humans trying to navigate this world. And... Ain't nobody better than nobody else. So yeah, like we yeah. all are humans. Yeah, and yeah, we we so. really are. So, anyways, <laughs> you're amazing. I Thank love you. you. Okay, tell <laughs> us. Wait, okay, a couple things. What's happening in your world? You have some like exciting things that you're brewing up in 2023. Mm -hmm. So tell us what we need to know. (laughs) Absolutely. So, you know, I will be coming out of my book cave randomly throughout the year, but most importantly for my very first live retreat. So I am hosting my first live conference in Puerto Rico, which is where I am from. In June of 2023, it's called Our Money, Our Power, the Financial Freedom (gasps) Summit. I did not know you named it already. Yes, yes. And it is going to be a three-day event where we are bringing amazing speakers from across the world of personal finance and business to really create a space where it's not weird that black and brown folks are talking about money. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the reasons why I want to bring to Puerto Rico, because I'm like, we're going to have this shit in the most authentically people of color place that I know of, because this is where I'm from. Right. Like, I want to celebrate what it is to be Latina, but also what it is to be a woman of color who's building wealth. Mm -hmm. And so I'm I'm so incredibly excited about this event. Um, Never seen anything like it. And hopefully it becomes, you know, our annual signature event. So super excited about that. Oh, I can't wait. Make sure you get on the list yes. to get all the information about that. You have a link. I, I'll I'll grab it from you so I can put it in the show notes. Yeah. Um, but make sure you get the, on the list and keep the eye keep your eye out on her her book and all the I'm sure you're gonna like tease us with like little things throughout yeah, the Yeah, it's year. gonna be coming out March twenty twenty four, just in time for women's history month. So super excited Damn. for that. That's yeah. gonna be it's gonna <laughs> change the game. It's I really hope change. so the game i'm really excited because i feel like you've been you've you've really been crafting your message for so long that i feel like this book is really appropriate in terms of like the timing so yeah anyways thank you for being here i love you i send you a big hug i still can't believe we still have not met not girl you were busy being pregnant last time i was in california (laughs) now i want to like go out and and shit Yes, absolutely. I'm I ready to like live so my life. <laughs> Please. 
please. All right. Thank you so much for having me. Go follow Janice, Yo Quiero Dinero podcast. I love you. I'll see you later. Love you. Thank you. Hey, amiga. If you are not on my email list, you are missing out on some juicy content. I share sales and marketing tips every single week. Plus, you're the first to know about new freebies, webinars, and all the other things fun happening. To get on the list, sign up for my free training, How to Sell Out for Figure Offers. This training will also shift your mindset around what it really takes to book out your coaching business. So sign up in the show notes or on my website, katdalcarmen.com to be added to the email list. I will see you next time. Mwah.